When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This episode of Knife Talk is sponsored by Tormac. For your chance to win a T4 sharpening system, visit knifetalk.net to enter the draw. The winner will be chosen on our 10th show and will receive a Tormac T4 and a set of jigs to make your knives razor sharp. Okay, so welcome to the second episode of Knife Talk. Today I'll be speaking with the amazingly talented Alex Steele, a UK-based blacksmith, toolmaker, bladesmith, or basically anything that involves fire, hammers and grinders. So, so hey Alec, welcome to the show. Hello, Craig. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to this. Good stuff. Good stuff. So when we start, I'd like to try and set the scene for our listeners. So can you describe your workshop to us? Okay, so my workshop, it's in a 1950s little industrial row of cinder block walled, nice, heavy, thick concrete floor, asbestos roofed, nice and dark and dingy. I've got a uh, very, uh, very ramshackle extension on it. It's about 700 square feet. Nice, nice and small, completely everything's covered in dirt and dust. <laughs> um, however, I have some fantastic tools in here, and it's uh, it, it's really a lot of fun. It's a, it's a very happy place. Good, good. Even the asbestos is happy there, then I bet. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, you try not to mess with it too much, and it uh, it's usually just about okay. <laughs> so, for those who don't know, Alec, um, he he has this great YouTube channel where he uploads a new video every single day which is just incredible and, uh, and i've got to say these videos are some of the, the best quality i've seen on youtube really so if you like sparks flying and slow-mo and there's probably no better channel really for you but um but in your videos you sometimes feature sam so does sam work alongside your business or do you just share a workshop how does that work so sam is a uh, local farrier and uh, i met sam he came and took a hammer making class um, and since then, you know, he's just been, you know, more than willing to come and swing a sledge every so often. And then I has, as then as I had the idea to get into making more YouTube videos, you know, he was like, hey, let me let me come and switch for the live show. So he came and switched for the live show. And it, and it basically means that, you know, maybe a day or week or so, you know, he comes and, and works for me, whether it's, you know, I've got some tools to make or something or whether it's you know preparing for the live show, yada, yada, yada. You know, he come and comes and helps out. Uh, when I ship stuff, he helps me out with that. It's a very kind of informal, uh, in, informal kind of subcontracting arrangement, so to speak. But uh, now I've given him uh, like the burner business. You know, obviously I've been uh, selling burners yes, as I yeah. want to put more, uh, more effort and energy into making the YouTube videos, which is, you know, really, really where the effort and energy needs to be put. Sam's taken over the burner stuff, which is great, which is brilliant for him. And, uh, and, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a very informal kind of, you know, friendly, you know, Hey, help me out with this, you know, great. I'll help you out with that. And it works great. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic. So I think from your videos, it's, it's, it's clear that you started blacksmith at a young, very young age. So, so how did that start? 
How did you get into this? Aged 11 on a, on a very rainy July day, um, there was <laughs> a, a county fair going on just down the road. Raining so, in Norwich, surely not. Oh, goodness. Actually, you know, <laughs> let's. Let, I just want to make this clear for all of the viewers overseas, the listeners overseas, thinking that England's a very rainy place. I'm fortunate enough to live in the driest place in the whole of England. <laughs> Thank you very much. But on this particular day, by chance, by by horror, it was raining. And uh, still, however, we decided to go to a local county fair. There were some blacksmiths there demonstrating, little 11-year-old me, completely captivated by what was going on. Um, you know, didn't really know that this could be done. I saw the blacksmith make a little leaf. He gave the leaf to me. Uh, this is a local blacksmith that I'm still in touch with. You know, really, really, really lovely man. And uh, he gave the leaf to me, and I just I wanted to try it. So, you know, I start tinkering away in the backyard, you know, with some lumpwood cut charcoal, some bricks and a little piece of railroad track that this blacksmith gave me to uh, start hammering on. And hey-ho, it started up from there, you know, as as one does at a, at a very young age, as one accumulates hobbies, you know, I kind of saved up Christmas and birthday money to eventually buy my first anvil, beautiful little 230-pound Peter Wright anvil. I paid 90 pounds for it. And it's funny, just the other day, I was moving it around the workshop and I realized how easily I was able to move it. And I was reminiscing to age 11, wondering how this gargantuan object was going to find its way into my mother's vehicle, then out <laughs> of said vehicle and then onto a log stump. Um, so it was <laughs> so it's 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 fun to look back on that, of course, you know, as, as, as I've grown and, and I've, as the number of anvils have, have, have increased. It's good to still have the original one. And it was very much a gradual progression from there, you know, as things go, being on the school, obviously, it's, you know, as a weekend and holiday thing. But um, luckily, at the age of 13, I was fortunate enough to uh, be able to go to Mississippi and learn, um, learn how to make tools from Brown Brazil, who's a fantastic Marcus. blacksmith. If you listen to my videos for about three minutes, I'm sure you'll hear me mention him at least 14 times. Uh, fantastic blacksmith, really good hand forger. And his kind of thing, you know, is, is, the, is making the tools. You know, and so I learned, um, I learned, you know, what he calls the tools to make tools curriculum, uh, which is essentially how to make all the tools to make all the tools. And that's what my offshoot course, the evolution of toolmaking is based around. And it was fantastic. I learned how to make hammers and top tools and all this stuff as a little, little wee four foot 11, um, 13 year old swinging a 12 pound sledge, you know, for, Jeez. for my hero, Brian Brazil, it was just a fantastic experience. I spent 12 days there. I learned masses and, you know, really, really, really formative experience. It was, it was very enjoyable. Yeah. So, so did school encourage that skill at all? Was, was there any sort of help in school? Was how, how did that come about? Absolutely not. Really? Right. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Um, no. <laughs> it's the short answer. School was my uh, school was more of uh, of the distraction to what I wanted to do. Uh, I don't know if that makes any sense. It yeah, was it was, an, yeah, it was an yeah. impediment in, in 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 it was an impediment in in learning this. It was an impediment in being able to practice this. Um, I, I see it as, a, as an impediment rather than a help, personally. Um, yeah. Despite the fact that I was you know very fortunate to go to some very good schools, um, I still feel that you know. I could have been doing other stuff that would have been more beneficial and more useful. Um, and, and, and that's my personal view.
Yes, as... yeah. And I think a lot of creatives that feel that way too, as if school was something that they had to sort of endure for a while until they get into their passion, you know? And that's Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Which which is exactly why, you know, at age sixteen I left school. Um, you know, I've had enough with this. It wasn't quite that angrily. I... <laughs> <laughs> Burning you know, the books and <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, I wasn't I wasn't I wasn't, you know, swearing at anybody on my way out, but I certainly was very pleased. You know, I I left school uh, to then start doing this full time. And that was uh, that was a real thrill. Uh, that was something I was very pleased to do and, and, and was a fantastic decision. And I dare say the only thing that could have been better would have been doing it earlier. Yes. Yeah. So, so you never really considered a different career. It was you were quite lucky that from an early age, you knew what you wanted. You knew where your passion was, which is fantastic. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is this is something a lot of people, you know, have have, you know, mentioned to me as they see my, you know, great love and passion for what I do. You know, and they say, Alec, you know, goodness, so lucky to have found what you want to do. You know, it's I, truthfully, like, absolutely. I look back on I, I'm so grateful for that decision to have gone to this county fair and, and, and seen about blacksmithing, because since the age of 11, I've not had to question at all what it is that I want to do for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what I want to do for a living. It's been pretty simple, pretty cut and dry. <laughs> That's incredible. So, so you, you've been swinging hammers for, I mean, I'm not going to give away your age, but, you know, I'm, I'm twice your age and you've been swinging hammers for a lot, lot longer than me. But what was the motivation then for, you know, behind the YouTube channel? How, how did that change from being a, a blacksmith to essentially a producer? Um, it's, it was a marketing decision um, more than anything. You know, it was naturally, you know, anybody with anybody with, you know, enough brain to rub two sticks together can can work out that I'm doing this for business. You know, the YouTube yes, channel is yeah. my business. So originally running my business, you know, I started doing architectural iron work. That was miserably difficult because I have no training in architectural iron work and I did not know how to do it well, which meant that not only am I trying to attempt to kind of break into a field that's notorious for not paying too well um, as, as, a, as a blacksmith forging architectural iron work, but I'm trying to break into this field without actually knowing how to do it, which is even more hilariously <laughs> terrible <laughs> of an idea. You know, that doesn't work. And so that didn't work. And then I realized, well, actually, I already have a little bit of a following. So, you know, I started, you know, focusing on making Instagram content. Yeah. Pardon me, I've still got a cold relevant to blacksmiths because, hey, guess what? They wanted to buy tools, then they wanted to buy classes. And so my business started being structured away from doing architectural iron work to providing tools and classes for blacksmiths, for hobbyist blacksmiths, which was really fun. And uh, and then, you know, around this point last year, I'm thinking, you know, I had just built my online school. I'm thinking, how can I market my online school? How can I get this information out to people? I'm thinking, how can I sell more hammers, you know, yeah. which is, you know, something I've sold more of than anything else that I sell? How can I sell more in-person classes? And I, you know, I, I saw my YouTube channel already had 7,000 subscribers. I, I saw this was a, a vastly undercapitalized um, um, tool that I had in my toolbox there. Yeah. I saw other YouTubers become very successful by moving towards daily content, um, you know, such as Casey Neistat was a great inspiration towards yeah. me moving towards the daily format and realizing, you know, just how much that volume of content can help. And so I, you know, I decided to do a live show, um, which was fantastic. You know, that was exciting. Um, and then I decided to bite the bullet and just start making videos every day. I've made, I've made videos every single day for the first 
pardon me, 100 episodes. Um, from there, it's been somewhat sporadic. Uh, there are weeks where I'll do seven videos. There are weeks where I'll do five videos. And the reality is now, after I've done, you know, almost 210 episodes and I've worked 115 hours a week for the past nine months or so, I'm starting to get completely exhausted and out of fear. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where like a traditional vlogger you see on YouTube, they basically, they have a fun day, they film it and they edit it, which yes. is great. It's still a lot of work. That's not to say it's not a lot of work, but it is a lot of work to do what the traditional vlogger will do. Yes. You know, they're still working. They're still working, uh, work in their rear to the ground. Um, however, what I'm doing is trying to do a full day of forging and then do five hours of editing. It, and of course, the full day of forging, you know, the, in terms of productivity, it's completely destroyed because of the filming. I'm trying to then do all this editing afterwards. You know, it means that Basically, it's 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 wake up nonstop work, go to sleep, wake up nonstop work, which is something that I, I know is not you know long term going to work. So I'm going to try and slow down the pace of the videos, sacrifice a little bit of the growth in the YouTube channel to uh, to then have the benefit of you know not dying from exhaustion, <laughs> which is quite important. Quite important, yes, really. <laughs> it is. It is. You so, know, I want to do this for a long while, so staying alive is going to be very helpful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, a, a lot of the makers that I follow, particularly on YouTube. Um, you know, I subscribe to them, but they, they probably have a few videos in the bag. You know, they may do one or two videos a week, but they, they may have shot them weeks ago. But yours are obviously very current. So, so yeah, I understand that. Yeah, it's got to be pretty tough for you getting work done, filming it, editing it and still getting it out that same day. Must be crazy. It is. It is. Absolutely. It's completely crazy, which is why I need to slow it down because it is the most absurd thing to do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but it works is, is the thing, you know, it's it's one of those things. I took this completely absurd and crazy idea to do this amount of work while I'm still very young. You're more than welcome to say my age. I was trying to keep it uh, covered <laughs> up for a little while there, but I got fed up of people you, you asking. Should, you should keep that because you do mention it in one of your videos, don't you? So you should keep that so people have to try and find out how old there we you go. are. If you, go to my, if you go to my FAQ video, you can find it. There we go. There we go. <laughs> that'll, that'll, that's the hook to grab them. Take them to YouTube channel. Um, but of course, you know, there's no better time to do it now than while I'm young. And this crazy decision has worked beautifully. Yes. Uh, you know, it was the best business decision that I've ever made. Um, you know, best life decision I've ever made apart from leaving school. You know, stunningly enjoyable, stunningly exciting to to do this amount and volume of work um, and reach this many people so you know it's a, it's a crazy decision but that's sadly that's how all, all the best things tend to happen is with a lot of hard work and uh, and really putting your neck out there yes yeah but i mean as you say over 100 hours a week so how does your typical day pan out uh, you must be getting up at 3 a.m going to bed at no. 2 a.m <laughs> <laughs> no i'm i'm not i'm not particularly an early riser um i, I don't like waking very early i'm I, yeah i'm more comfortable working later and and um, waking up a little later, so you know, I'll, I'll usually wake at about kind of eight thirty or nine or so, um, cook myself a good, good, good breakfast, and then trundle over to the workshop, and usually, you know, get here around nine thirty or so, and I'll, I'll, I'll work. It depends on the project, you know. I want to try and slow it down, but I'll usually work until kind of six, seven, eight at night, and then I'll go home and start editing. And editing will take between three to five hours per episode. Um, so it's a lot of work. And then of course that doesn't include, you know, then I've got to make a thumbnail and upload it and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So it's, 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 I wake up and as soon as I'm awake, I start working. And as soon as I'm done working, I go to sleep, um, is, is the general routine of things, you know, yeah. pretty much seven days a week. And this is all you, no, no editors, no cameraman. Nope. 
wow, everything so you see is me. Um, and this is this is something I'm, I'm pleased that you asked about because I, I do, you know, for the for the other young entrepreneurs, budding entrepreneurs and budding blacksmiths and knife makers, I, I'm pleased to, to mention this. But everything you see that I do is completely me. Um, you know, the website is completely me. Making all the graphics for the merchandise is completely me. You know, all the logos for the website, all the video editing, video filming, all the online course creation, all the absolutely everything that you see my business do is me, um, which is like that's grassroots to the max. You know, this is how you start when you're completely broke and you don't have any way to start. You do it yourself. Uh, and that's that's what I had to do, you know, as I as I started this business. It's like, okay, nope, can't hire a graphic designer. I guess I'm gonna have to learn how to do this. Nope, can't hire a videographer. You know, I'm guess I'm gonna have to learn how to do this and I guess I'm gonna have to get good at it, kind of thing. You know, and I think that's a very good thing to stress because you know, for people that are thinking about starting starting a business as a blacksmith or a knife maker, you know, off the bat, it's not gonna be a particularly lucrative industry. It takes a takes a good little bit of work to make it lucrative for yourself, um, to the point that you can, you know, pass it on to other people to to do your responsibilities. And so yeah, but you've got to be willing to grassroots the hell out of it, you know, and get your hands in the dirt and uh, and start clawing your way up that mountain because it's a, it's a fun way to do it. It's a very, very fun way to do it. It's it's a lot of hard work and it you know, it, it's it's the only way to get there without uh, without a lot of you know um capital resources beforehand yeah and and also it, it sort of it, it sings your praises you know the brand is is completely you you know you have complete control over it but also your personality comes out in the brand as well which is which is great thank you yeah no it's it, it's it's good and, and in terms of in terms of how much golly it's it's stunningly enjoyable um to have built you know a personal brand like this because it's it's great to have this many people, you know, yeah. want to see what I make every day. But uh, but also, you know, as, as a business model in itself, it's a it's a very good way of going about things. Um, I, I really recommend to people, um, in whatever kind of craft it is, you know, people have asked, what do I call my business? You know, you got you got to make it about yourself because uh, because you can always be there to, uh, to 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 provide value to people and and, and provide. Uh, you know, enjoyment in people's lives and in people's Instagram feeds with beautiful knives, you know, whatever it is, beautiful knives, beautiful forge work, you know, and guess what? Maybe one day you decide to move on to woodwork or something else. At least that kind of personal brand stays there. Yes, and, yeah. and of course, you have full control over over that. You know, there are other things we can't have control over. We'll always have control over our name and, you know, how it how it gets represented. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay, so so let's talk about blades. This is a podcast for knife makers. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so you've made you made some pretty cool sort of Japanese style knives. Um, do, do you have any favourites which you've which you've made? And are these in daily use? Are, they, are these items to be used, or do you, do you hang them on walls? Uh, what, what happens to them? Um, so first off, as a, as a caveat, I consider myself a beginner a beginner bladesmith. You know, I, I consider myself first and foremost a blacksmith, and you know, I'd say a hobbyist bladesmith. I'm very much learning as I go through this. My favorite piece to date um, is going to be the Union Jack cleaver I made. So this is Damascus steel with the Union Jack pattern forged into a cleaver, and I'm I'm really thrilled with that. In terms of you know other that that actually doesn't get used. I don't I don't have anything to cleave. Um, however, you know, I recently made a Japanese style kitchen knife, uh, which I'm really really quite thrilled with. And I use that. I was in fact uh, using that last night to cut up my carrots, 
for my uh, for my sausage and spaghetti dinner and it was just uh, it's it's a real joy to use it's it's very exciting to use handmade things you know and especially when the things that you've made yourself um and, and i don't know what to call said japanese knife hence why i call myself a hobbyist knife maker you know i it's some sort of japanese worded knife but it you know <laughs> it works for cutting get food, and so i'm quite thrilled with that <laughs> But I think we're all we're all hobbyists. We're all, we're all learning, you know. I don't think anybody out there can say I've mastered this. It's you know everything's a learning process. And I think thanks to YouTube videos, like you know guys like yourself and you know lots of others out there, everybody has access to that sort of knowledge, which is which is great. Yeah. Mm. No, it's a very exciting time to be alive. I mean, I remember even you know when I started. Uh, when would that have been? Um, I'll start giving away my age if I do. It's not that much of an issue. <laughs> when I started 2009, I remember seeing very few YouTube videos. There were some good forums. You know, there was iForge Iron, which, uh, you know, is still a great resource if you use a search function. Yeah. Um, and there were just a couple of really blurry YouTube videos, and that was about it. I mean, it's unbelievable that, you know, in these, um, you know, in, in, in these short few years just how much has has changed in terms of the accessibility to the craft you know i don't put myself out there as a, you know i might put myself out there as a you know a blacksmithing educator bladesmithing how about i say bladesmithing documenter um <laughs> with the work that i do i'm documenting my own learning process and it's certainly a lot of people are being able to see you know little insights little tidbits of of information that are going to help them get into it you know and, and the reality is is like all this incredible content that's being put out there today, you know, uh, be it me, be it Forged in Fire, be it, you know, all all the other Bladesmiths, Walter Sorrells, Trollsky, uh, Simple Little Life, all these fantastic channels. It's making it so incredibly, incredibly accessible to people to learn and do this, uh, do this themselves, you know. And it's been those, you know, the, all these resources have helped me be able to to make my videos, you know, because I've learned so much from seeing, you know, Trollsky's videos, Simple Little Life videos, you know, seeing the little tidbits of information you can get from Forged in Fire. Yes, yeah. Well, it's funny you should mention Forged in Fire, actually, because in the last episode, I spoke to Walter Sorrells, and he spoke about his experiences in Forged in Fire. Um, is this something that you've ever considered, or if they approached you in any way? Yes, actually. I, I actually got just so ever so close to signing all the uh, signing all the paperwork for it. Right. Um, they sent me all the contracts to sign. You know, we had kind of dates... Uh, preliminary dates lined up for the show that I'd be on. You know, I was, I was pretty excited about it. And um, thankfully, I kind of held off on signing it all and sending it off because um, I then made the decision not to go. Um, pardon me, I have this cold I'm trying to kind of get over. So <laughs> feeling no very problem. nasal today. No problem. Uh, <laughs> so I, I got so close, I had a little more of a think about it. And I, I decided really, you know, the YouTube channel at the time, this was in January, it was, you know, much smaller than it is now. I was getting, you know, around kind of 600,000 uh, views a month or so. Now it's 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 been between five and seven million, which is very exciting. Um, and I thought to myself, you know, okay, 600,000 views a month. That's pretty good. If I then push this on through to April when they were thinking about having me on, okay, how many views might I be getting then a month? You know, hey, maybe I'll be getting a million views a month on my own content that's on my own channel, that's all about promoting myself and what I do. And I get paid while I do it because I'm running a business. Yeah. And I don't have the pressure of having to spend three months learning really, 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 really quickly how to make knives suitably enough for me to get on the show, which would sacrifice video quality. 
it went on and on and on these thoughts in my head, especially the, also the, the thing to consider is, you know, it's, it can be up to three weeks of time when you factor prepping beforehand, getting there, filming, going back home, doing your thing at home, going back there, filming, going back home, being exhausted, you know, and that's three weeks of time away from making YouTube videos and doing where my focus needed to be. And, uh, and, and, and three weeks of time away from, you know, running a business, which is a, which is a big problem. There's no yes, promotion yeah. that can happen with Forged in Fire. You know, they explicitly say in the contracts that this is not you, you can't promote yourself. You know, there's a reason that, you know, when you see the T-shirts that they wear, they're not wearing their own shop's T-shirts, right, which is yeah. fine. That's exactly the prerogative of, you know, that's that's History Channel's prerogative and that's perfectly fine, you know, for them to uh, to have these standards. It's their show. It's not a show about, uh, um, you know, advertising the knife makers. It's a show about providing viewers to advertisers, which there's nothing intrinsically wrong with that. However, me as a, as, as a knife maker, blacksmith and businessman, that doesn't work with what my end goals are. Um, and so I decided, you know, look, I can better spend my time making YouTube videos and hanging out with my YouTube audience. And so I'm very pleased to have made that decision. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, I mean, you mentioned YouTube videos. I suppose they're your product now, aren't they? I mean, myself, you know, like many other knife makers, I, I tend to open an order book online and I get inundated with orders. So I take my site back down while I work on these orders. And it, it's, it's, it's a nonstop sort of selling, making, selling, making. But with yourself, if your product is the video, it's a case of you just always making, which is fantastic. Yes, that is. It is very exciting. Um, you know, I, I still have a backlog of backlog of hammers to make. I have 70 hammers or so to make um, here quite soon, um, you know, because that's previously what I've been doing. You know, uh, however, now the, the, the YouTube ad revenue itself is becoming, you know, certainly very lucrative for me. Um, and the, you know, the other kind of online school, uh, the merchandise, that's all helping to mean that, yeah, in the future, I don't I don't want to sell anything I make. I just want to make the YouTube videos and allow these, you know, um, allow these, you know, derivative passive income streams to uh, to, to to support what I do and uh, and make this very worthwhile doing. Yeah, very clever, very clever. And stuff. that's good because I get to make whatever I want. Like, you know, in terms of dream life, you know, come on, any creative, you know, what would what would we love to do is just make stuff and not have to worry about anything else. You know, it's very exciting learning how to sell and, you know, trying to master this skill, you know, of selling, you know, a, a difficult product to sell, such as a custom knife or a custom hammer or, a, you know, an expensive class. However, you know, we all kind of just want to make stuff and have fun making things because that's a real, that's a real passion and joy. You know, I, I love the fact that I get to come in here and I get to make something out of steel and then I get to make a beautiful video about it too, which is, you know, another great passion of mine. And so it's, uh, I'm, I'm very much living the dream by you know having structured my business in a way to allow me to now and going on into the future focus you know as as close to 100% as possible on making videos living the dream you can you can't get better than that no sir absolutely <laughs> not <laughs> so so are you finding that blacksmithing and knife making and so on they're becoming more popular as hobbies now these are actually oh, lost absolutely. arts you know? absolutely no the interest in the craft is skyrocketing no doubt i mean i'm getting it's it. I, I have plenty of people that listen to this might well have tried to email me um, because lots of people try to email me and, and, and I get so many emails and Facebook messages through the business page and Instagram messages. It's it's absurd. And I, so many of these are people telling me that they've just got interested in the craft of blacksmithing. Mm. You know, they um, you know, they've bought an anvil and a forge and you know they started forging and they're so, you know, they're so excited by the craft or, you know, they've they've got into blacksmithing with their 10 year old son and they're having a blast. You know, and, you know, they watch the videos with their kids, you know, and they're, they're, they're into the craft of blacksmithing. 
And there, I get so many of these emails. It's completely absurd. And it's so completely brilliant. And absolutely, I'm quite certain that more people now with Forged in Fire, with the proliferation of the YouTube content that's out there, you know, mine and others, more people are probably getting into blacksmithing at this time than ever in human history. You know, uh, it's, 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 it's starting to become a very, very big hobby. You know, it's, it's not that people are getting into it as a profession, but as a hobby, which is a beautiful thing. And, and, and certainly I have no qualms with people getting into this as a hobby rather than as a profession. And it's, uh, it's very exciting. You know, I'm, I'm excited for what the future holds with the craft as more people are into it and more people are uh, pushing the bounds of what uh, what we all know and, and what we all can do and setting setting higher limits. It's going to be very exciting. Great stuff. Great stuff. So we're about to wrap up. So if, so if people want to know more about you, where can they find you online? Um, if you type my name in, Alec, A-L-E-C, Steel, S-T-E-E-L-E, if you type it into... And that's your real name, right? Steel. That is my real name. It absolutely is. Do you get the iron E? <laughs> very good very good always good to end on a good good little punchline if you type my name into into any social media you'll find it i'm uh, on youtube obviously mainly that's uh, that's very exciting uh, 220,000 subscribers there or so so that's the main platform where most of the content goes out however it's it's also on instagram facebook twitter and now twitch live streaming service so uh, yeah. you know trying to trying to put it out on on all all all, all mediums as much as possible and, and give a quick pitch about your your training courses too. Well, sadly, I can't really because otherwise I'll get too many people asking about them without me <laughs> being able to do them. I, I'm no longer doing the classes, certainly not until I have a larger space and I can accommodate more people. Um, so if you're if you're watching this in the past, you know, absolutely come take a class. However, sadly, as uh, as we're in the present, um, <laughs> not offering any. You what can go a lovely check out problem online. to have. You can go check out my online blacksmithing courses to, to get into the craft at beginblacksmithing.com, however. Great, great. So one final question, and I'll let you go on with your very busy day, is uh, you know, huge inspiration to me and to, to many, many others, but um, who inspires you? Oh, goodness. I mean, I have, I have, I'm massively inspired by a great number of the bladesmiths that I see. Uh, Dave Lish, he taught me how to make Damascus steel. Um, a massive inspiration to see his work. Uh, Mareko Malmasi of Malmasi Fire Arts on Instagram. Unbelievable kitchen knives. Wonderfully humble man. He was on uh, Forge and Fire. Fantastic. Really appreciate what he does. Nick, um, I believe it's pronounced Anger, A-N-G-E-R, knives. On Instagram, also great, great inspiration. See his incredible work. Uh, Liam Hoffman, you know, his knives are just extraordinarily incredible. You know, that he sets the bar high with every single build he does. And of course, because, you know, many people listening to this are going to be, you know, interested in knife making as a business in the future, I think it's important for me to kind of mention some of the, um, the, 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 the business um, inspirations that I have. Because it, if anybody's getting into a business, I think it's very useful to study business. I think first and foremost, that's where your effort should be in. Um, and, you know, the, the people that have really shaped massively the way that I do my business, uh, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yes, um, yeah. 
absolutely incredible, incredible content, really worth listening to, an abrasive personality, but the abrasive personalities are often telling you the truths you need to hear. And so um, Gary Vaynerchuk's content is fantastic, uh, in addition to kind of Grant Cardone, um, really appreciate his, his his content also. And so, uh, you know, I, 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 it's, it's, it's all exciting. There's a great wealth of information out there, you know, for knife makers uh, wanting to get into it as a hobby. Definitely check out the people that I, uh, that I mentioned. And if you wanted to get into it as a business, you know, I can't recommend enough uh, getting into getting into uh, Gary V and some Grant Cardone. Great stuff. Well, again, thank you so much for your time today. I know your time is very precious, um, but I shall be seeing you very soon in a video on YouTube. Thank you so much for inviting me on. It's been a lot of fun. I, I look forward to hearing some more of your podcasts in the future. Appreciate it.